This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by rock sponsor Subsplash. Subsplash is a technology company that provides software solutions for churches and nonprofit organizations. Connect with Subsplash today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. Welcome to this episode of Rockcast. This is the podcast at the intersection of technology and community all about Rock RMS. I'm Emily Foreman. I have John Edmiston and Nick Erdo here with me today, and we are going to talk about Rock. Nick, tell us what's the latest. The latest is we just went alpha on version 15.0, and apparently most of our alpha testers were off on Good Friday and the Monday after Easter, and they all came in. (laughs) yesterday and the day before or and today and they're furiously testing um so forgive me if i'm a little uh scattered there's a lot of activity happening and it's all good that's great so we got a bunch of alpha testers firing in all cylinders in version 15 well let me back up there's also an unpublished version 14.3 so what happened was all of the fixes that we were putting in the 14.3 they may, there may never be a f- mm. version 14.3, but all those fixes are in version 15.0. And that's the typical pattern. Yeah, it that's is. normal. Sometimes we release you know, multiple versions at the same time, but for this one, we don't feel there's a compelling need for a 14.3 yet. So the combined total of uh, features and fixes and improvements is, well, there's like 20 new things that were mm. added across both of those. Uh, actually zero in version 14.3. All the the things that were, quote, added, all 20 of those are in version 15.0. Then there's some improvements, total of 39 in 14.3 and 23 in version 15.0. Okay. I know you shouldn't do numbers on an audio podcast, but here we go. Um, and then in for fixes, bug fixes, there were a lot of bug fixes that we had piled up in, mm-hmm. into 14.3, 25 of those, and then 15 are in the 15.0 branch that were a little more risky. We tend to not put risky fixes into um, the, the the hot fixes, the point releases. So a total of 44 there. But 15 has you know several huge new features. So it's, I mean, yes. when you say additions, like there's there's a lot of micro additions, small additions, but then there's some major additions. Like it's a, Absolutely. It's a, a huge release. So um, the fact that it came fairly quickly in terms of our usual cadence shouldn't shouldn't um you know don't take anything from that it's actually a really big release yeah 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 and it it feels like we've been working on some of those features for a long time in version 15 probably because we were doing that during version Mm. 14 yeah so yeah for sure it's a big uh release and i think we touched on some of those last time the the group sign up or sign ups feature and reminders feature um there's some new app avatar stuff yeah i wouldn't even call that major release this is more a little polish of making pictures of people but more um modern yeah but we also did just now create a version 16 branch so everything that was now going into develop um is basically version 16. so i john probably wants to give a little hint about yeah and i'd say too like the reason why 15 
seems like some of the features we, this seems like we've been working on a long time because we have and and I would think it in a, in terms of a product like 15 now is old news like we're done like we've been done for a few months like oh if it, we, people still don't have that yet you know <laughs> so it's it's a little bit of a time shift so 16 is like what we feel like is what rock is and you know even some of those features that we're actually working on internally and using um so it's always like we're one one version major version ahead so working on 16 features right now so a lot of that is around content library and making sure that we can make it easy for churches to share content amongst themselves in a way that's friction free and um you know because really content is king it's it's always been the the motto of the internet uh but if we're honest is it as a big C church, like we don't really have a lot of content. So there are a few outliers that do, but why don't we share the content that we do have um, and magnify that? So not only uh, do churches get this content, but we actually, you know, maybe I'm a church who has a lot of content, but I'm not, it's getting some eyeballs obviously, but you know, on our own site, but we could magnify that, you know, by a hundredfold if we just share that content. So we're maximizing the impact of the content that the Big C Church does have while also giving content to a lot of, of churches that maybe don't have the resources uh, to do that. So really excited about this feature. I think it could really change a lot uh, in terms of church websites and digital strategy. Lots of other features though that, you know, you know, we're working on. Um, around that so uh, that but that's you know one that we're kind of focusing on right now um, there's also uh, some extensions onto personalization um, i think the segments in version 14 were great um, but it does take some clicks to get this all set up and you know a lot of times you just need to see the best practice and more and more we want the best practice mm -hmm. to you know keep rolling out in the core releases um, and so we're adding uh, some really cool new features in terms of personalization in version 16. Um, things that you could do today, actually, but it would take a, quite a bit of configuration. We can actually make it really easy um, in the next release. Um, so I know I'm missing a huge feature that's in 16 that uh, I know people are waiting for. I just cannot. It's pretty exciting, the pace that we're rolling out with large features right now. And I just want to say, churches, don't get behind on the releases, right? Like, don't hold yourself back. There's so much good uh, that's coming and that's possible. So make sure to stay up to date with that. And a huge thank you to our testers group. They've been so active. And yes, we did drop a release on them for testing uh, right before Easter. And, you know, we understand we the lull there. Yeah, That's just the, the pace we needed to run at. But a huge thank you to the testers for keeping up with the pace that we're we're developing at, yeah. and, uh, and surprisingly, there were a couple of people who were testing over the. Seriously, I, yeah. I was like, "Well, that's interesting." I didn't expect. I was I expected zero participation because right. there's a lot of stuff. But to see a few people actually doing some stuff, I was like, "Wow, that's dedication." Uh, the other, the other really feature I just remembered was um, communications. Mm. We're going to make the communication wizard much better. So, those are all very exciting because they're also helping take features that are currently available now and make them much more accessible. So easier for your staff, uh, less training in some cases about uh, the details of how to do things and some of the best practices built right in. What a really great opportunity to start maximizing the use of what you're doing inside Rock. Yeah, and there's some phantom features I would say oh. are in 15 that we will be 
rolling out in future dot releases. Oh, so right. if we're not done with 15 yet, there's still some some good stuff in there. So don't forget to stay tuned to the next podcast. Let me just remind you to to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to this so you don't miss those kinds of announcements when they come out. Yeah, and I would say too that a lot of those announcements will be at the conference. So get at the conference. It's definitely get a to lot the of product announcements at the conference mm-hmm. and a lot of seeing those features actually in use at the conference. So we're, we're really excited about that. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah. Let me just sneak a little conference promo in right here while we're talking about it. Um, the hotel that the conference is at is actually 94% booked oh right boy. now oh, wow. as far as available rooms. So now it's not the only hotel in the area, but we all know you kind of right. want to stay where you it is. where you are, right? So If you have to walk across the park, yeah. it's, I mean, it's just not the same. Like You no, can just literally go up to your room. Yes. Freshen up, Greg. Come right back. Yes. But, Especially in July. But don't, don't, if it is full by the time you yeah, register in a week or two, still come. There's a no, another hotel very oh, close. For sure. So the <laughs> preference get it. is in the hotel where the conference is. Don't delay any longer, or you might find yourself in the unfortunate position of only having other options. Um, but it's coming. There is also a really incredible new to rock track uh, that we're building out with uh, more attention this year. So if you're talking to churches that are considering rock, um, and there are quite a few out there right now, explain to them that you really can't just evaluate a platform on a feature-by-feature basis, although rock really shines in that evaluation. But to really understand rock, you just have to see the community mm-hmm. in action. And there's no better way than at the conference. So a church that's evaluating rock or is starting to make plans to move, uh, coming to that conference for the first time and joining that new to rock track is going to be an invaluable part of their understanding of rock and making those connections that really make the rock experience uh, shine and add so much value to it. So if you happen to be talking with other churches that are looking at rock or starting to make a move, please invite them to the conference and encourage them to attend that new to rock track. It's a huge multiplier. Well, I would just say, you know, make, to say that rock is not the product. Yes. It's the community. And if you're not coming to the com- conference, you're missing the best part of rock. Right. And then you're just going to have to go reinvent all the wheels that other people have been inventing over time when you could leverage that and start doing new and incredible things specific to your ministry. Uh, because there's so much sharing happening at this event. So that's RX. That's RX. Um, can I give one more little RX yeah. moment? Sure. Um, we started last year with a, the Gold Circle Awards, and that's a community-judged, community-based award that's given out in several different categories for things that churches are building in rock. So things that have high ministry impact, that are super innovative, that are elegantly designed. There are lots of awards to go around in multiple categories, but the only thing missing is your submission. So we know you've been building things in Rock. We know you're doing some incredible work there. Make sure that you go sign up for the Gold Circle Awards and submit the projects you've been working on. You can link to that directly from our conference page. So go to to the conference page and directly link to those Gold Circle Awards. I believe submissions are due in three to four weeks from the recording of this podcast. So don't delay. Um, get those submissions in. We want a, a nice full slate of things, and it's going to be a very exciting time to recognize the hard work of the community in supporting ministry with some pretty cool technology solutions. That's good stuff. Yes. Um, now we've been kind of keeping our 
our ear to the industry trends a little bit too, John, the church management systems uh, are always moving, right? So there are industry trends popping up here and there. Who's getting involved? Who's removing themselves from involvement? What's all driving some of the industry trends right now? What What have you heard recently about one of the church management system players? Well, we, we always stay up to speed on what's going on. And, you know, even back before we even started Rock, we were part of the church management space in terms of other products that we had written code for and turned into products. So just understanding and seeing it when you're in a space, you always want to know like what's going on mm-hmm. and what's the motivators. And so, you know, the, I think the big news is recently this year, Blackbaud exited the church space, you know, which is interesting and not interesting, I guess, you know, they they typically haven't been in the space until about two years ago. Then they got into the space and then they left. I think the more interesting thing is, is this people's reactions to that um, in terms of, you know, some people kind of see the church management space as being a highly lucrative space. And I would say it's, it's definitely not <laughs> like it's, it, the church management, the pure church management space is actually just a lot of hard work and a lot of features for not a lot of money. But what drives people to church management, what makes it interesting and what why we saw the entrance of things like ministry brands and who bought up a lot of the church management systems is if you own the church management system, you control the fire hose of mm-hmm. giving in, in a lot of ways. You, you basically have someone in a, a wrist lock. You you can kind of pull and push them where you want them to in that in that lock, and, and that's where the money is. Yeah, by giving, you mean the, the congregation, the church. The tithe, yeah. The tithe. And so getting some small amounts of basis points on on ties is huge and they're not some of them are not taking small amounts of basis points it's quite <laughs> quite a few basis points um and so taking that percentage and, and even there's just a lot of tricks in that trade in mm-hmm. terms of like ach giving and that typically is is a transaction fee that's very low but some are taking percentages mm-hmm. and that's a lot so when we talk about church management, it's I, I don't know too many people who really want to be in that space, except it's just, it is the risk lock for controlling the fire hose of the tithe money. Um, and that's where I think Spark is, is very unique, mm-hmm. is that we've never wanted to touch the donation. Um, we feel like that's like the third rail, like don't touch it. That's That's a sacred thing that when you bring your money to the storehouse that someone shouldn't be you know, taking a piece of it. Now, there are costs associated with credit card processing, absolutely. So Visa, MasterCard need to get their pound of flesh. And there's not much you can do about that. There's nothing you can do about that. And there are some transactions, some costs above that in terms of customer service and, you know, value-added um, digital requirements on top of that. Like, get it. Like, not saying don't make some money. Um, and not everybody is in who's in giving is, is, is a racketeer in that case, but it's just, you have to know what are you paying for? And are you comfortable with that? Now, some people are, have higher fees and some people are fine with that because like, why get more value? They had, they provide these other services. So we're not here to judge. We're just here to say, Hey, just know, know the industry, know what you're getting for, know what you're paying. And, and if you're, if you feel like you're getting the value out of that, Mm -hmm. out of that bill, great. Like that's, that's what it, you know, capitalism is, are, are you getting the value? It's a mutual relationship. Win-win. Yeah. So Good just, choices. just know, but when you hear these news bits mm-hmm. out there about people coming in or coming out, just know that the incentives are not often 
what you would assume. Like, oh, I want to come in because I we feel like there's great value in managing groups. <laughs> yeah, it's really not. There's a, there's a lot of features, and and I think you have to come into that space with with passion, mm-hmm. not not um, not monetary needs. And I think again, that's where Spark's unique. We've never gone into the donations. As a nonprofit, we can't be sold. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we did sell, you, you technically can sell your nonprofit, but the, the money has to be donated to another nonprofit. So it's not, you can't cash out of a nonprofit. And I think from the very beginning, that model was something that we were very interested in because we mm-hmm. didn't want to be tempted in those ways. It removes any incentives on the front that seems to be driving many other um, entrances and exits from the market. Right. And that, yeah, that's the story behind those stories. And you can always trust yourself maybe today. Right. It's easier to trust yourself today than it is tomorrow. Right. Because when things get rough and things get stressful and things get big and things, then it's like, oh, well, the stress can maybe tempt you. But when you've already basically handcuffed the mm-hmm. organization in, in a certain way, it's actually puts very good protections. And the other protection is, is just open source. So right. say Spark did do something that was completely nefarious and, you know, unliked by everybody. Well, another nonprofit can step in and basically mm-hmm. start where we left off. And when you see in GitHub our daily commits, like every day the developers are pushing everything and we constantly like hey push that like you know if your laptop goes kaput you know yep. like we want it in github and so we do it for technical reasons but we also do it for integrity to say like someone can start tomorrow where we left off today um, and that's again putting more power into the hands of the big c church to say well obviously we're investing in this and we want to be protected mm-hmm. and there's just so many levels of protection <clears throat> even our board has so much so many levels of protection and um in the last few years we've actually expanded the size of the board to make sure that the church has more say in how spark runs and, and the, the the way we're structured i think was was the proof that some churches needed to to move to rock like mm-hmm. some big churches who i won't name with the huge develop developers and contractor staffs are now on rock because they understand exactly what you just said. If, the, if something ever went wrong, they could just take it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and those are all put in place again to ensure that the money that the church invested into this was respected and, and uh, protected. And that's why our giving tools are built to be open as well. Uh, so there isn't just one option or a limited set of options. It's really something that anyone can build that integration. And it's up to each church to do that individual research and determine the value for services. Yeah. And I, as someone who's been in the industry, I wish there was more competition. I think churches only win when there's more competition. It gives mm-hmm. ideas more room to be diverse and grow. But it also gives the church more protection in terms of wealth all my eggs aren't in a couple baskets. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I see fewer and fewer church management systems, it's actually kind of a bummer um, because but, it, there's not that diversity of thought and, and ideas and protection. Right. True, but we are still trying to keep up with your brain and all the ideas you have. Well, it's so a community, like, honestly. That's a, it the, is. It's the power of the community. Absolutely. That, that's, I mean, that's, that is true. We, you've been contacted by people who are, you know, giving you ideas and from well, the community. Well, and just seeing it on a daily basis, the idea right. boards, like I, I see every idea, read every idea and 99% of them are really good. It's mm-hmm. like, well, that's not a bad idea. I'm not sure when that could get done because we could spend all 
100% of our development For time, sure. actually 200% of our development time, just, just working on these other ideas. And so you have to keep, from a product perspective, you have to keep your foot on the accelerator of like innovation, innovation that right. <laughs> isn't just like polishing, polishing, polishing. And at the same time, putting some time to obviously polishing too. But I mean, there's an idea that we're going to go over later this afternoon that came in yesterday. That's like, was oh, so cool. It's just like, yeah, like that has to be like, <laughs> how could that not be? And it's not, it's not a huge investment. So, and we get, we do that a couple times a month. It's just mm -hmm. like, absolutely go do this. We're not even going to wait for votes to come in. It's like, this is obviously yeah. something that has to be in there. And that's even more evidence that Spark and Rock are a passion project, right? The, oh, the model says funding low, pace high, go. And, and the innovations in the mix of what the core team is doing and building roadmap wise and what churches need immediately. And there's no way any of that could happen if it wasn't all happening together in community. Yeah. And, and you know, a good, a good analogy to that kind of came up the other day. I was talking with someone in the community and they, they would, they expressed like, well, I'm just so glad you guys are here to help with these types of things. And I'm like, you know what? We're all fighting the same mm -hmm. spiritual war. Like every church is fighting the same spiritual war and we're all should be locked arms. And, and we as Spark are not a church, but we are what I would call like an advanced weapons, you know, <laughs> creation if we're, if we're fighting the spiritual war. And, you know, I was listening to a podcast just the other day and it was about this, um, you know, how the U.S. military uses advanced technologies and we don't even know what some of them are. And, you know, they had a soldier on who was basically saying, yeah, well, we, you know, we, we get the weapons. We would out, we'd go use them in, in these conflicts, and then we would give the feedback right back to the, to the weapons manufacturers to make them even better. And I was like, well, that's kind of what we're doing, too. It's like, we're not just making the weapons and saying, here it is, it's great. We throw it out to the community. They tell us what works, what doesn't work, what needs to be polished. Um, and we talk about that in our product meetings all the time, too. Like, well, this is like our MVP. Just get that out. Let's see how it's used, mm -hmm. and then we'll see if we want to add A or B features. It's, when, the, when some of those requests come back in, a lot of times it's like, yeah, we thought of that, but we weren't sure how it was initially going to be used and we didn't want to sit on it for two years, like mm -hmm. making it what we believe to be perfect only to get it out and have people go, well, that's not perfect. You know, let's just get it out there and get some advanced, you know, recon on, mm -hmm. on how that works. So I would just think of Spark as a advanced weapons manufacturer oh for, for the spiritual battle. <laughs> right. Yes, absolutely. Right. And you guys are on the front lines. Um, out there, you know, fighting the battles, and we just want to hear like what's working, what's not working, um, so that we can make, you know, better tools, weapons, whatever. Um, but I do feel like what we're in right now, especially, is a spiritual battle, and mm -hmm. it's getting more and more present and more and more violent from a spiritual perspective. Like, if you don't feel the tremors from a spiritual perspective, mm -hmm. I think maybe watch the news a little bit more because <laughs> it, it's every day you're like, oh, wow, oh, mm -hmm. wow. And you, I think it's becoming more and more clear, you know, what where, where God's moving, but also where evil is, is moving. Yeah. Um, and it just makes me more and more passionate about getting these tools out to you guys um, to fight the battles. So we at Spark don't feel like we're separated from right. from the church i mean we feel like we're in the trenches and yes i think we spend so much time like every day talking with churches and working and helping and fixing and yeah improving i and, just got off a call that's why i was a little bit late with a church so yeah and many of us came directly out of working for churches and so that uh, extension still sits with us it's at the heart of what we do and you know it's a great time to remind everyone too the spark ecosystem 
for rock is made up of the core team, the churches, you who are using the product and the vendors that support um, rock and the development as well. So those year round sponsors and partners uh, that are uh, available to see on the rock website are also invested in helping move this forward. And rock can only go forward with innovation and maintain uh, what's already been built by the contributions of everyone involved. And those contributions are sometimes financial. They are sometimes ideas. They are a lot of times collaboration. There's just a lot that has to happen of all of us together. So as you're making your choices on who you'll support inside the rock ecosystem, keep an eye on those pages because the organizations that are also equally passionate about and invested in the future of rock um, are are involved as financial sponsors and partners year round. Yeah, I think it's the hard part of 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 the industry, which it's hard to call what we do an industry, but it, I suppose in a sense it is because some people see it that way, and and when you work with some people, all of a sudden it, it's you realize it's really a monetization is more the passion, and so in some. And that's somewhat disheartening, I think, when you mm-hmm. when you realize that we, everybody needs to, to to make a living. Everybody needs to, you know, absolutely. And and profit's not bad, but if that's your first motivation, it really you you can tell pretty soon. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh well, as soon as like yep. everything comes at it from a profit motive from from the other side, and it's like, okay, well, it's not that's not the way it needs to be or should be. and It doesn't have to be. If you've ever studied the concept of reciprocity, it generosity spurs generosity and makes so many things better. And so you can absolutely make the living that you need to make and do what you need to do when you're engaged generously with uh, another generous uh, organization or ecosystem. Yeah. In God's economy, the currency is generosity. That's a great point. I love how succinctly you said that. And the more you... Sp- Bend that the more it magnifies itself. Like you can't outgive God. Like we've heard every pastor will tell you that, and it's so true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even in the rock community, you see that. I think the sponsors and partners who continually give and give and yeah. give, they get. Like I, I have good relationships with, mm-hmm. with with a lot of these partners, and it's I, I just love the fact that like they just sometimes, <laughs> so sometimes their generosity almost like it's so impactful. It's like how why why do yes. you do that? And they're like. To stop, it's my. It's this is my joy to do this. It's so humbling to be. A and part then of. you watch God come around the, the back door and like <laughs> yes. bless them to, to, to pieces, and yeah. you're like, yes. There's like, a proverb for that. Eleven twenty five. And there are principles and foundations around it. If you are interested in learning more about that kind of thing, I have a dog-eared copy of Adam Grant's Give and Take. It's a great book. It's super interesting. There's a lot of studies and research behind it. Um, so, you know, if if that's something you're interested in, um, I would definitely check that book out. And it's nothing wrong to interrogate somebody. So well, how oh, no. are you giving back? Okay, well, how are you giving back even more? Like, right. I think the more that the community helps with that and inspires that and 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 uh, provides accountability to that. Yes. It's like, okay, so that's cool. But what else are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think if you ask some, there's some in, in, the, in the community who don't tell you how many other things they do. Um, or I'd say for go good to, reasons. Yeah. I would say go to the conference too. People who when you see sponsors like sponsoring things like the drink station or other things, just realize a lot of the people who are putting their names on those things, it's not really about the name. Right. Right. They're they're not for the amount they paid to what right. they get, it's really to them they're like, it's not about that. I really don't care. I just want I love what you guys do and I mm-hmm. want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um you can see a lot of those there um and there's a couple of sponsors who don't necessarily do it in that way but they do it in other ways mm-hmm. and um 
just in some ways it's really inspiring and then sometimes it's somewhat you know a little depressing sometimes sure i mean we do see um in a space like ours at some point vendors in uh, the types of industries that work in parallel to what we're doing here, we'll take a look and say, oh, it looks like there's a good community over there. I wonder what I can get out of it. And <laughs> yeah. some say, I wonder what I can also give to it to make it better. And that's what we've been talking about. But there are plenty of organizations that pop in and go, oh, this looks like a great pool to play in. I'm sure it's lucrative. So make sure you're doing your research and understanding, like, is this someone who's engaged in the reciprocity of the rock community? Or is this a vendor that's just really in it for themselves? Mm-hmm. So as we talk about spiritual battles, um, and hopefully you know you guys kind of see it that way and are are sensing that too, I think it's important that we look at you know what is our capabilities as soldiers in this battle, um, and I think you know a lot of people in the community are like are probably experienced soldiers or feeling it, they feel like they're making an impact. But I also know in every community there's going to be some who just don't feel that way. They like they just don't feel like they're making a difference and. You know, sometimes we can live in that space and just be like, well, there's a lot of reasons why. Um, and a lot of it is we're not given the opportunities. And I I can I can really relate to that because when I came from the corporate world, it wasn't like some people come from the corporate world and they're treated like, oh, they know everything. I, well, that wasn't my experience. It was more like, okay, I don't really <laughs> care. Like, go fix my computer. <laughs> And I think that was good because, again, my story is different and I think God was working on me and I needed to hear that and I needed to feel that. Like, I needed to get realigned um, with pride and ego on that. Um, but how, how do you move out of that space? How do you get to be that trusted person? And I think, you know, I have this kind of like this mentality of like leadership is not something that's given, it's earned. And that as you make progress, you create gravity and gravity attracts other um, opportunities. And so I, it's a concept I've been playing with for a while. I call it leadership gravity. Um, some people just, again, they make me a leader and then I'll show you what I can do. No, that doesn't work. Build success, build some wins, and opportunities will just start coming to you. And as you and as those opportunities come to you and you, and you prove yourself, your mass gets bigger. When your mass gets <laughs> bigger, what does it create? It creates more gravity. Yes. To a certain point, you're like, dude, just stop. Like, I'm done. Like, I, you, sometimes your your gravity will bring opportunities that you're not ready for. And so you have to be careful about that too. But it's creating that initial set of gravity that is important. And again, it's not about self. It's about listening within the organization, trying to figure out what does the senior leadership of this organization need. So it's not my project that mm -hmm. will be done. It's... <laughs> What is their project that needs to be done? And so don't go try to find the little brilliant, inspirational thing that you think needs to be done. You really have to listen with humility to what needs to be done. And so you might say, well, I don't have a seat at the table. Well, yeah, of course we don't. Like I didn't either. But I do have a seat at the staff meeting. I, If you keep your ears open, if you you know listen, you will hear what people are needing. And it may not be that you, you're feeling the need necessarily the senior pastor at first. Maybe the idea comes in that staff meeting, but maybe it doesn't. But there's probably someone in your groups, your, your, your pastor over groups or your pastor over, you know, assimilation, some whatever, you, wherever you can have access, figure out what they need to have done and then start using the skills and the knowledge that you have to do that. 
Now you might say, well, I don't know if I have those skills and knowledge. Well, that's where you're <laughs> gonna, that's where you do have to focus on self. So when you're picking your project, it's not about self, but when, mm-hmm. you, when you focus on what needs to be done, it is about self. So you need to figure out um, how to do that. Now you might say, well, I don't know if I can. Well, trust me, with effort, you can. And it's going to take effort to build that mass that, that starts to build gravity. Um, and what I would recommend is listen, try to get the idea, don't commit. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to commit. So what I like to do is listen, get the idea, go, hmm. And then I'll just go back to my desk or evenings and try to figure it out. Most of the time you'll find that you'll you'll figure it out. And maybe you'll need to get some help from the community and, and they'll help you with this and that's great but if for some reason it doesn't work out your idea doesn't work out which i don't think is going to be very often just remember you didn't make a commitment you're kind of like homer simpson you just kind of fade back into the hedges (laughs) never happened and you go find a different one um but again that's going to be really rare Mm -hmm. and when and don't fade into the hedges quickly like give it your all like if you didn't shed a few tears fit literally you didn't work hard enough um I have some experiences in my life and some stories I could tell that I literally was pulling my hair out. Like I was like done, I was beating my head against the desk and then it broke through and I got it. And it it just told me and showed me that you can do a lot of things that you don't think you're capable of. So as we fight these spiritual battles, if you want to get more involved and you don't feel like you can, or you're not feeling like you're giving a seat at the table, like just realize that's that's common. Most people mm-hmm. don't get a seat at the table. They have to earn that seat. They have to build the seat. They have to go manufacture the chair that they'll sit in at the table. <laughs> and you have to first create mass, which means you have to have some success. You can do that. It's going to take some extra work, but try to find a project that someone else needs that's important to the mission of the church fulfill that mission, that person, trust me, you don't have to, you don't have to go pat yourself on the back. It's going to happen. Like, don't praise yourself. Let them praise you. Um, let them show what you've done. And I think if you do that enough, you're going to create mass, which is going to create so much gravity. You're going to have to be strategic in what you pick in the future. So, um, hopefully that's helpful. Um, I do hear it, you know, very commonly, like, I don't have this opportunity. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, we'll go build the opportunity, go show them what you can do. If you're waiting for them to come say, you know, open up all the opportunities for you and the bright light shine on you, that's not going to happen. And honestly, you'll fail because you, Mm -hmm. you haven't built up the skill set you need to, to do that. That's great. And, um, if you're in the position of wanting to do that and haven't started yet, you know, consider a couple of things. The people that you hang around with, are they waiters or are they workers? Um, because you will become, just like our mothers told us all, more like the people that you're surrounding yourself with. So if you want to start to be that way, create that community, tap into others in the rock community who are also looking to grow and create the accountability and just the community around that growth uh, mindset that will really help propel you and then just create some personal disciplines around if that's the thing I want to do how am I going to carve out the time that I have some dedicated space that I make it happen and and someone else can't make that happen for you yeah and I think we were just recently on this podcast talking about like roll out new versions of rock like Mm -hmm. get those features out there a lot of churches are doing a great job at that I do occasionally meet some churches like well that's a lot of work you know, to, to roll a new version of rock and test it and train. It's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> sounds like work. Yep, sure does. <laughs> but you're keeping the t- those advanced weapons from being used in the battle. Like get those out there as fast as possible. Like 
that might be the the mass that you need to to create that'll create the gravity is like there's so many times I'm talking to a person who's working at a church on rock and they're like, Oh, I'd love to be able to do that. I'm like, yeah, that, that exists. That's in version like 13. They're like, really? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're still on version 12. <laughs> Why? Why is that? I'm like, well, cause your, your rock team isn't updating. Oh, well, why don't you do that? Well, it, you know, it is a work. It like is. I, I want to say, yeah, it is, but yeah, do it. Of course it's work. But you got to get the tools out. Just as we're working really hard to get the tools out in, in, into the community, you got to get the tools out to the pastors. Uh, it's a logistic supply chain. Like, don't exactly. stop. Exactly. I was just thinking that you're the you're that uh, group storming the beach first, setting up the infrastructure. Then every your staff is right behind you to use it. You want that first. You want that before they come knocking at your door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if those weapons are sitting in crates in the warehouse. Yikes. It's like, no, get them out to the yeah. troops. Like, uh, let them use it and then give us the feedback to make them better. So we all work better together. Um, and again, many churches are doing this really, really mm-hmm. well. And I think if you are that person who says, no, I don't feel like, I feel like I've created the mass and I have gravity. Okay, well, that's great. Keep doing what you're doing. But also maybe find some people who haven't created their mass yet and help encourage them and help them get a win so that they can then create mass that creates gravity. So if you feel like, oh, this doesn't really speak to me, find the person that's not mm-hmm. speaking to in your life and help them with the same concept. Mm-hmm. That's super inspirational concept, John. Thanks for sharing that. And thank you all for listening and tuning in to Rockcast. We appreciate your listening ears. We appreciate the feedback that you give us about our content here and and everything that you're doing to help out in the rock community. Help others find and discover this podcast as well. Share it, subscribe to it. We want to continue to provide a great content that will benefit your rock experience. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time. This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock sponsor IT OneSource. Any IT products and services solutions can be acquired through IT OneSource. Connect with them today at rockrms.com/sponsors. <laughs>